2: A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekeywysaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns.
0: The Fold is brought to you by Media, making brands unmissable and public spaces better across Aotearoa. No mai, hoki mai ki a The Fold. E mihi nei. Welcome to the fold. Uh, this is the latest in my little creator mini series on the people who make the stuff um, rather than the people who run the businesses. This week I have got the whole, basically, the whole editorial, in house editorial team of uh, Metro Magazine. Which is uh, the editor Henry Oliver, ex the spinoff food editor Gene Ting, who's also contributed uh, to the spinoff, and art director Calvin So. Metro is is I've I've got a like a strong attachment to that magazine. Um, it it was founded in the eighties by by Warwick Roger, you know one of the real lions of publishing, particularly magazine publishing in New Zealand. It was. You know, one of the first places that really great kind of modern long-form feature writing was published. It had, as was documented last week on on Gossip Week, Felicity Ferret, this iconic, super sharp-tongued gossip column. It also really felt like it was a magazine for rich white Auckland for for quite some years. And that's kind of what's interesting in some ways about the new regime is that, that it has a different emphasis and lens and you see that particularly in the schools issue which is as, as Henry points out you know it's a real tentpole issue it's important to it economically but they, they're they trying to do it differently at the moment. So my my own relationship with, with Metro began uh, when Simon Wilson was editing it who's now you know an Auckland writer at the Herald you know I did a lot of my early long form there and I think Simon was quite a transformative editor in terms of yeah, you know, kind of rejuvenating a, a a magazine that had started to drift, and I think that the sort of revival of and the, and the changing of Metro began under him. Basically, the the magazine was was part of the Bower stable and and you know fell apart and was shut down a little over a year ago and was bought by Simon Chesterman, who is a, a good friend of mine. Full disclosure and. You know, someone who is a designer and an art director, um, as well as a founder of a tech company that was sold to Sky. Uh, but you get the idea. The, the the fundamental thing that that does to to the publication. And, and I talked to Kelvin, uh, the the art director, about this extensively. Is that you know most publications are sort of they are either run by or, or edited by people who have come out of journalism. And the New Metro is particularly notable for the way that it treats imagery and the way that it uses space, and the way that it uses type, and all those design elements. It's just unbelievably beautiful to look at, and as a result, you know, they're publishing less issues, but they're really taking care of them. The writing is fantastic, as it has been for for some time under multiple editors, but I think it's the the design that's created a real lift in recent times, and, and the photography too. So, it's it 's really worth a look and and i've I found this a really interesting discussion with the three of them about how you go about rebirthing a magazine, how you think about what it is as a product and and think about what the relationship between the, that product and its audience is, which I think we can sometimes forget to do as publishers. It's a it's a great chat and a great issue and I strongly recommend you look it up. The fold is proudly supported by Vodafone. Uh, Vodafone is the network technology that underpins the spin-off. all our podcasts, all our four K video files. When we jump into remote working, everything has to go go smooth and be ultra fast, and that's what happens with Vodafone. If you are procuring the internet for your business, you should use Vodafone. We do, and it. It's, it's a good time. Find out more at Vodafone.co.nz. This is the Metro Editorial and Design Team on The Fold. <laughs> Kia ora koutou and welcome Metro to, to The Fold. Kia ora.
3: Hello.
1: Hello.
0: So I've got uh, Jean, Tang, Kelvin, so and Henry Oliver, respectively, food editor, art director and editor of the the new... I'm just going to be honest and say it, improved <laughs> um, Metro magazine, uh, freshly independent and with issue three having dropped yesterday. And I'm super excited to have you all here. Um, I want to just just drop right into it uh, with a question that's probably mainly for you, Henry. The schools issue uh, is, is the one that's just come out. And I feel like historically this has been one that's had low-level... Sometimes even mid-level grumbling about it due to the the fact that it was ranking schools, which just a notoriously tense process. And it feels like you've tried to do an end run around that this time around. Just just talk about um, what schools has been and what it's becoming for Metro.
2: Well, what it's it's been kind of like one of the traditional, um, and to use a real managerial phrase, kind of tentpole um, issues of the Metro year. Um, it used to be very much like a ranking of like these are the best schools. Um, it was quite a it was quite an intense sort of annual event. Schools took it really seriously. Um, we had you know there's stories of principals turning up yelling at the uh, front desk, etc. Um, I think over over the years it's it's sort of changed and become less of a sort of competitive ranking and, and more of a sort of evaluation. With that said, we have we have kind of now started to do these like top ten, so top ten performers in different subject areas, which kind of includes a little bit of that ranking kind of vibe, but without going like, here is the best school, here is the top schools um, because there's so much that makes a good school. Uh, but what we, what we are doing is yes, it gets you know it still gets grumbles. I think it'll always get grumbles. Um, it's fine that lots of people aren't interested in it. Um, We try and make the magazine in a way that uh, it it doesn't dominate the issues. So, like, if you're not one of those people who's interested, um, there's a lot there for you. But it is also for... There are a lot of people around Auckland where it's the only issue of Metro they buy in a year. And we kind of understand that, want to serve those people, but also serve our regular readers. So yeah it's a, it's 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 a mixed bag and I mean, we just think how how can we do this interestingly, what can we put around it that's interesting, how can we present it in an interesting way um and really, what we're doing is making publicly available data more accessible for people. so yeah, you may not be interested in it. that's fine, but if you want to know which schools are that you know getting the best results in mathematics in today in English and, you know, um, physical education. You know, you, this is a way you can find out without going to the ministry yourself, you know, and, and it's it's not, you know, it's not comparable, I think, to our restaurant of the year or, you know, it, and it's not presented that way and it's not meant to serve that
0: function either, I think. Uh, Kelvin, I, f- I feel like you um, have done quite uh, an amazing job in terms of, like changing the the feel of the way that it's that, that that's presented is like i mean this the whole thing is just in, an enormous book it, it <laughs> must be one of the biggest magazines ever manufactured in this country um and the school section you're right it doesn't dominate it but it might also be the the longest total page count of uh school's coverage just because it's a it's a big chunk of a 250 page book. Uh, it feels like both the, the the photography and the data side have been emphasized, and just given a sort of a, a space and breathing room that they maybe haven't had historically, Do you wanna just talk about what you were trying to achieve with that there and what the magazine form allows you to do that others don't?
3: I think that my my vision for Metro when I came on board so, um, two three issues ago, I guess, has always been one that leans towards uh, generosity and um, and thinking about the audience, you know. So I think first thing I wanted to do was to, to sort of create the sense of enjoyment you know, that you get. you know. So if you're a subscriber and you get into a post and it's a big whopping thing, you just all can't wait to kick back and clear afternoon and just sort of devour it up, you know. And um, if it ends up sort of living in your bathroom, um, that, you know, you, you're, you're there for a longer stay if you want to be. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so I think just being really generous and pacing it out so that it didn't seem so crammed because, you know, I think that sort of feeling of a newsletter where you've only got so much real estate to tell a story and you're putting text next to images and you just sort of siding them together. But I think... Um having them paced out and actually um having very clear intent in terms of how I want the photography to be. Um it's a real it's a real joy, to be honest, you know. So um so with the schools issue, for example, you know, the thought of coming up with, with you know art direction for something that they've done every year and every idea has already been explored, you know, so that was the thing that made it mm-hmm. challenging. For so for this issue in some ways we played two ideas. You know, one is a view of schools when they're empty, and it's not one that we're used to seeing. And actually, getting a uh, a friend of mine who is an architectural photographer, one who would shoot, you know, beautiful mid-century homes and stuff, and to sort of and to sort of aim that lens and that instinct towards schools, you know, and to see what comes out of it, you know. So that that was one idea, and then another was to sort of have, you know, um, a, a guy and a girl, uh, two teenagers, and essentially. Pile them up with so many school uniforms and, and, and to essentially create a, a kind of a fashion challenge, you know, for the stylist to, to resolve, you know. And that was heaps of fun. And they both turned out like I'm super happy with, with both those shoots. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it feels like in terms of the, the way, the, the, from a cover point of view and just the way that the whole thing is structured and flows, that it's the most kind of coherent of the, the new uh, regime,
3: I think that we're, you know, it's it's magazines, like, the pace of working is so fast that I feel like, you know, you, I guess, I don't know, I can only um, liken it to, like, sitcoms in their season one or something, you know, like, where you can see that it's not quite there yet, but you can see the the what they're reaching for, and and I feel like the first two issues has that, and I feel like this one, I feel like okay, it's starting to take shape, and, and I'm feeling... Two. Yeah, are we at season two yet? <laughs> I think we're season two. I think we still, sure. I still feel like we're in season one, but we're finding, you know, a bit, yeah. more, bit more stride, and a uh, bit finding our stride with it, and so, yeah, so I think, and, and you do it in a, in full view of, of people, you know, and you're literally kind of working on the plane as it's in the air, so.
2: Yeah, you're you're always sort of trying to become the magazine you want to be, you know, that's
0: <laughs> and it's an inherently unfinished project, and also one that you get to do all over again uh, in, a, in a few weeks or months' time, which it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, Jean, the the big food feature in, in this one is mm-hmm. um, cafes, which I feel like, but the, like the lens you bring and just what is happening to cafe culture is is at a quite an interesting point. What do you, when you go through a big process like that, where you mm-hmm. have to scrutinise the whole thing? Uh, what what did you sort of discover?
1: Um, well, I think the way that cafes operate now, you know, it's when you think of cafes traditionally, you think of, oh, there's a menu, oh, there's a cabinet, oh, there's a coffee bar. But cafes can be so many things for so many people. And like the thing that I think about a lot is that I don't actually go into cafes, sit down or do a meal very often, which is why the cafe list is maybe different from the last couple of years or the last few years Um, because I go to cafes and I just want to, like, have a good time. And I think that's how the cafe list has changed and how cafes have changed uh, all the top 50 cafes list in particular in Metro. Are
0: there any on on this year's that are sort of new and feel like they're showing, you know, or exemplifying that trend away from being predominantly a place of kind of you know, where where mm-hmm. the, the food or the coffee is the hero to, to where the, the, the sort of atmosphere and, and what it unlocks in you is the thing?
1: Uh, yeah, one thing I found interesting was we put Blue Rose, this cafe in Sandringham, mostly serving, like, Pacifica food in the top 10, and it had previously never been in the Metro Top 50, even though, you know, it has been around for many years. And I think it was just a case of someone going hey like this cafe exists we should go judge it which maybe has never happened in the past
0: so that's <laughs> that's interesting because it kind of speaks to a, a change in the value system or, or or the the way that metro views Auckland that things that might have been outside of its mm. range are now suddenly within it how much of that you know, and this is probably a question for the pair of you because you both have, have experienced life under uh, Bauer with its, you know, gravity, and, and now as an extremely independent um, publication. Yeah, how 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 does how has thing how things changed? Um, you know, since you've you've left the big German ship.
2: I mean, in terms of that kind of more specific stuff, Jean um, started at Bauer, I think a month. Or two before I started Mm -hmm. so our first kind of time there was like we were a very new kind of like young team like the whole um almost everyone that worked on the on the magazine was pretty new to the job um so when we were doing like cafes of the year restaurants of the year etc we were doing all that stuff for the first time and most of the people involved were doing it for the first time so it was kind of this thing of like, okay, what are the things that we can do differently like straight away? And then what are the things that we need to kind of do and not give ourselves this task of reinventing it immediately Mm -hmm. to just kind of get one or two under the belt before we like figure it out. And and yeah, we didn't, you know, we we did a full year sort of cycle plus one issue, I think, um, at Bauer together. And then we had this break, um, and then now, having had that Let's break, break. <laughs> yeah, which we can talk about several <laughs> No, it, it was in a way, but um, <laughs> you know. So now, I think coming back, thing you know, coming back afresh, it's just been that opportunity to be like, well, what are the things that we, what do we, what do we like about the way that we used to do things? Um, whether that be the top fifties, or whether that be sort of more generally editorially, or like Calvin was saying, design wise or format wise. And then, what are the things that wow, this is just this great opportunity to start afresh and Mm. and re-looking at what we consider to be a cafe, for example, or the the types of cafes we look at, or, you know, in all these different categories, so in restaurants as well, or the way that we do schools. You know, it's just this way of there's, there's no... Not that there was a pressure at Bower to do the same thing the same way every year, there wasn't, but it was definitely like always presented as like this is the most efficient option is to carry on what's been done. Whereas one of the things I think we've kind of thrown out a little bit is efficiency, and maybe, maybe <laughs> like I mean, you know, it's not an efficient magazine. It's two hundred and eighty something pages, you know, like that's that's not efficiency like you could present that information in much fewer pages if you wanted to you know and it would be much cheaper for us and et cetera. but but like calvin was saying like being generous like and having having it be this experience like that's kind of that that generosity and and that experiential way of thinking about it i think flows into the way that we make everything in the magazine including now the top 50s and so yeah, it's, it mm. just feels like we've got the benefit of, like, the dual benefit of a blank slate, but also this history to draw on, you know, it's like uh, best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, because even, even though Metro has these, like, top 50 pillars, et cetera, I guess people don't really realise that there are a lot of things behind the scenes that you can tweak that make it different, like, for example, the panel, like Henry said, the... The shortlist, even because we start out with like this huge ass spreadsheet every year. You know, there are like these little changes you can make, even though the actual format is more or less the same.
0: Totally. Um, We'll just take a very quick break and then I'll return with more from the, the new Metro team. The Fold is brought to you by O-Media, making brands unmissable and public spaces better across Aotearoa, with over 4,000 out-of-home advertising sites nationwide across both street furniture and retail centres. I'm super grateful to O-Media for enabling us to make unmissable connections with Kiwis.
2: Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has the lowdown on everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market. The opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there and the best way to approach investors. Join some of the superstars of the investment and business world as they share advice from their time in the US so you can make your mahi count in this massive market. The Investment Fix Podcast, brought to you by Invest New Zealand. Tune in today.
0: Kelvin, welcome back to the fold. Uh, Kelvin, I wanted to to talk to you, because and, and touch on something which, which Henry alluded to earlier, which is you know the, the the sort of space and this this generosity and just the general extent to which this feels like a designer's publication, and that which is really interesting to me because uh, you know I'm a writer and editor myself, and Invariably, whenever I've had control of a, a magazine, it's just ended up just hulking out on words and just squeezing. That's just like this; it's the seemingly iron law of of publications where where th- there is just an imbalance of of power between the designer and the editor. And because you know our, our mutual friend uh, Simon Chesterman was the the sort of first mover to to you know who, who bought the new Metro and you know he is himself a a fantastically talented uh art director and designer and and you know henry you can probably speak to this as well like to to what extent is that having more of a bounce there or even in some ways having uh you know like there's an art director and there are i think four named designers versus two, (laughs) two named editors it's like quite a it's quite a shift, and it's not something that I've seen in other publications. You see that the photography and it is just extraordinary, the variety of it, and the, the way it's rendered. How how do you think that that's that's informing um, the, the the new publication, and how does that make it different?
3: I think that um, I mean I, I already have a design studio, obviously, and I already have a team, so it sort of made sense in light of like the the short time frames and being quite ambitious what we're trying to do with the page count and 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 the design and art direction, cetera. So that sort of made sense to bring the whole team on board. Also, it's one that I can tell, even though the last de- the last week of of any metro deadline is intense, but I can also tell that the team is visibly energized after they work on it, and and they don't walk away battered fatigue but if, I feel like <laughs> I mean I, I was ready to go on to the next issue as soon as we finished the last one you know like so we like if anything you know so if you have that adrenaline but I think as far as the balance goes I think this um, I don't know if this is a suitable analogy but I feel like it's like there's there's writing a joke and then there's delivering a joke you know and then there's there's the nuances of how you can pitch the joke you know you can pitch a deadpan you can go a bit happier with it you can you know you can and I think they're inseparable so all we're really trying to do is to have both kind of work um, harmoniously, you know, like all, all aspects of of content, you know, visual and text, and and sort of work out how we can amplify that, you know. So, um, and so you know, and and so some of the things that are more visual are telling a story um, that maybe that the text isn't doing. So there's a sort of subtext. So you know, um, it's a bit um, it's like that sort of screenwriters. Um, uh, truism of like some and sometimes you know you're you're showing not telling and sometimes you're telling so it's like working out what can we show and what can we tell so so what I, like a lot of the time when I'm briefing the the photographers i'm asking them uh to to dig deeper to show something more so you know the the laziest option would be to bring someone to the to the studio and photograph them against a blank wall but i uh, i'm as much as possible we're trying to show um aucklanders in auckland you know so being being quite nosy, you know. Yeah, so, they're in
0: their natural environment. Yeah, very much. Like, you know, you just get that extra layer of intimacy.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, like one of the things I'm I'm really proud of with the previous issues, like like the the cheap eats issue, was to actually like focus on the proprietors behind some of these cheap eats sort of restaurants, the people that you you may not even uh, you know uh, have noticed if you go in there, and actually make them the heroes of that story as opposed to another photo of a bowl of noodles, you know? So like, so that's, that's one way of sort of like, you know, moving the goalposts a bit. And in that being in you know, as a little experiment, but then was pleasantly surprised by how much they embraced it. And you can see the glow, you know, that, that being asked to be center stage, you know, so that's quite amazing. Or in the current issue with, with Dalton, you know, as a rugby player. And then anecdotally finding out through Henry that, he, you know, he's got a jag and he loves it. And we're like, we're going to shoot him in his jag, you know. And again, that's 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 a choice that probably you know wouldn't be seen um, in in another publication or you know. And and so so we're trying to find these sort of idiosyncratic opportunities and in that show the show the person behind the behind the fame or something like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it kind of all, all comes back to the very first conversations that I had with Simon um, during the big level four lockdown when he called me initially and said that he was interested in putting in an offer for the for the title and I thought he was well first I thought he was kind of crazy but then <laughs> you know I ha- I had been getting calls or emails from different people who were interested in trying to do something with with the brand and most of them were very like you know um you know wanted to do you know, double down on, on a website or, like, you know, everyone everyone thought that the, the inefficiency was the paper product, you know. Um, you know, people wanted, someone wanted to turn it into a sub stack. And a, Simon called me and was like, what do you want to do with it? And I was like, well, let's, what if we did fewer issues? And they were, like, bigger. And he was like, that's exactly what I want, I want to do. So so it was this kind of thing from, like, the very first conversations that, what, like why would you make a magazine like this now? And what would people, what would get people interested in a magazine like this? And it has you know it has to be like physical, and it has to be this object, and it has to have this kind of like generosity, like Kevin's talking about, but also like that kind of intimacy, and and trying to really go like, well, you've got this product that's on primarily, you know, we do do a digital version, etc. But primarily, it's it's a print product. What are the opportunities for a print product? Like, and what are the things that a print product can, in my opinion, like do better than other formats? And I thought this would all lead to Simon wanting to to, to art direct it, but then once we got talking about it, he was basically like, "Actually, I think we should get Calvin," <laughs> like, which was such a big thing for I think for Simon to like. Um, but just the whole kind of vibe that we wanted, um, and then when we talked to Calvin, you know, he kind of came to it from this real like product point of view, like. You know what does a magazine do as a product, rather than like oh you've got this magazine. What do you want to, you know what How do you, you want fill to fill it up? Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, like like it's not just like what should the magazine kind of look like. It's what do you want the magazine as a product to do? And I think what Calvin was talking about is having this thing that you know you can feel like you can kind of luxuriate in. Is was just kind of like. I think it's a perfect fit with the way that we wanted it to look but also feel and within that you can then include a lot of different types of, for lack of a better word, content, you know?
0: It's it's interesting because it, it felt like, you know, 10 years or so ago that, that the magazine as a form was, you know, just done and that, that people were just going to sort of let it fade out and, you know, speaking as like a, just a ramp <laughs> fan of it. Um, like, got home yesterday and there was new Wired, New Business Week, New Economist. It's just a nice day. Um, <laughs> Great mad day. And, of and uh, you know, all of those publications, plus you know, the Atlantic. There's just a whole bunch which have just been done amazing things with design and with story form and with you know the the way that they integrate with digital and just just. It feels like there's been this, um, you know, huge burst of life into the genre. Genre, Jesus Christ, <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever the hell it is. Uh, the, but the 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 thing that's that it requires is um, a business model to underpin it. That was the thing that felt like it had fallen away, and there was just this kind of gravitational suck towards. Um, Towards other communication mediums, and honestly, one of the things that made my heart happiest looking at this new issue, because this wasn't necessarily the case in in the first couple, is just there's a lot of advertising in it and, yeah, and some yeah. sponsored content, I mean, yeah. and I don't mean that it's a disproportionate amount. It's just like. Simon, who, who is not doing that direction, but is doing sales, has sold his butt off, he and has. that just means that this thing becomes viable because it's always been that mix of subscriber revenue, um, but particularly advertiser revenue that's make makes these things work. So yeah. that must be tremendously gratifying because that's a real season two moment. Is yeah. people are starting to buy into this thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, and we knew. I think we kind of knew or like assumed, um, maybe naively, but uh, that on return, we would get a lot of support for the first issue. So we're like, okay, well, we'll, we know that we'll get, um, there'll be a lot of positivity around a relaunch and that, A, like, from a sort of consumer side, people will buy it, but we'll get advertising support. The question was, like, well, what, you know, beyond that initial burst of enthusiasm, like, is there a market there? And so, yeah, it has been really sort of, really gratifying to see that there is, and... I mean, yeah, we had, you know, I had Simon get a couple of, you know, there were a couple of times where he was like, I just sold this. If whatever stories you have that are maybes, like, we need to get them, <laughs> like, rolling. Because, like, you know, we don't want this thing to be out of out of whack. Which is quite amazing that there is, you know, I think to lots of people's surprise that there is a market for um, ads in print titles and hopefully ours, you know. And I think that's that thing of like, I mean, it kind of all just comes back to this this experience that we want to create for people as as readers. And that for advertisers there's an opportunity there that is different from other mediums, which I think, you know, is there for like in some cases different clients or in some cases just a different opportunity for clients that sure they've got a, a very broad portfolio of, of outlets or whatever but and and we do this quite specific thing for you know and create a kind of quite a specific environment in which to showcase their goods and services
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally, um we're, we're almost out of time but i can't uh, let this thing end without um asking Jean about metro eats which is one of my <laughs> favorite newsletters in the world and this is like now the i think at least the third time that i've uh fanned out over it but um Metro Eats is, is a weekly newsletter. I strongly urge you to subscribe to it. And it basically just, if you live in Auckland and you eat, which I'm assuming some of our listeners <laughs> do, it's just the best way to kind of stay on top of new things. It's the anti kind of denizen culture of, you know, just here's everything in the hopes that we might... Extract some revenue out of it. It feels deeply personal. <laughs> um even when it does do like co- you know, collaborations, the interviews are really interesting, it's nicely formatted, it's just it's got that perfect newsletter sort of plugged into someone's um specific ed. I love it as a product. Jean, tell yes. me what you are doing with Metro
1: uh metro eats is basically just me sitting at my computer on thursday (laughs) 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 um just like regurgitating everything that's in my mind really i mean i know this there is an element to curation like it's very selfishly anything that interests me so maybe that element of personal you know interest does connect with people because it's like this is the stuff that I think is good. This is the stuff that I believe in, and this is stuff I think you should know. Um, but that's really it. Like, there's but no it's other. More, it's <laughs> kind of not
0: just it. like, like I mean, I, I respectfully disagree about it. <laughs> I your newsletter. Like, you know, the the um, conversation you recently had with uh, Saraid and the you know and her podcast crew. Like, it was just yeah. that was suddenly like quite raw and you know Mm. got to issues around sort of identity and ethnicity and how um, you relate to food and Mm. like I just there's the fact that it's sort of so it's a it surprises you every week but also gives you the familiar every week and it's that combination of surprise and familiarity which is the magic source of all media.
1: I think the reason why I think that is because I just think about those things all the time like those things are just normal to me like when I'm eating that's what I'm thinking about when I'm like writing that's what I'm thinking about so it's kind of just so part of my everyday life that it doesn't feel like any special when I put it on paper or when I put it out to the world but maybe to other people who don't think about those things that's you know something different and new to them.
0: I, I, I totally think it is and and uh it's it's a free newsletter you just you've got to subscribe so so look it up hey um thank you all so much for coming up and if you're listening, I strongly urge you to buy the new issue of metro it's it is enormous it's got so <laughs> much in it, so much beyond the um you know the, the cafes and the schools there are terrific features and columns and all of those good things, but it just looks incredible and yeah, congrats to you all thank it's, you it's all the thing
1: oh thank you.
0: That was The Fold, brought to you by our partners at O-Media, making brands unmissable and public spaces better across Aotearoa. Huge thanks to O-Media for sponsoring this episode of The Fold and enabling us to make unmissable connections with Kiwis.